this is uh, clearly, I mean, visibly, noticeably, obviously exciting. Very. And if you can't tell by the tone of my voice, <laughs> then you don't have a read on people. <laughs> Seems a little ambiguous to me, but yes. In other, in other words, it's on you, not me. I love saying that to people. That's your fault. That's leadership. That's what's wrong with you. <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of Leadership Lean In. We are leaning into the subject of leadership, trying to get just a little bit. Hey, as promised, progress. Yeah. We cannot promise you perfection, but we can promise you our, our darndest efforts. We're going to try and get a little bit better, a little bit. You know, I always think put an idea in your pocket every day, put something good in your heart, try and stuff your head with good yeah. stuff. And that stuff just flows out of you. So that's what we're talking about today. We're talking about four great leadership subjects today. Mm. As always, I am joined by, not as always, as recently, I'm joined by uh, the Wanster, uh, just kind of a, a crisis in walking. And then uh, Nate the Great, who is with me as well, the Gospel Ninja. Uh, we're going to jump right in. Okay. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about is it's not as bad or as good as you remember. Okay. I always think like the, the problem I think that we're living in today's culture is that we demonize the past or we worship it. Mm. Like I, it's so interesting to me that people are like, you know, you could have 10 great years, six great years with somebody and what they remember is like one comment or yep. one moment yep. or one conversation or one conflict. And that makes you the worst. Mm -hmm. Or the flip side of that is like you have six years with somebody and like you had one great moment. Right. One great season. And it's like you're the best. And I, I find that the scales are so uneven right now. Like mm -hmm. I was I was fascinated. You know, recently we had someone come back from Australia and visit Zoe. This person is an amazing leader, amazing yeah couple amazing friends of ours but like the the fish gets larger every year this is so good it, it's just like you know yeah. like this person was like in in their day you know we, who we love you know she's a boss she yeah, let 100%. people have it she let yes. people know but like people look back and they're like the greatest ever right and i think that's so interesting it says so much about who we are as people that we want to either we we can't live in sobriety Mm. So it's like these people, they did me so wrong. They were so bad to me. They were so, and I always think you don't have an appropriate ability to analytically break down right. your experiences right, right, and discern and decipher. And I think that is a, it's an immature leader to me. Yes. It's a lack of ability to go like these, are, listen, years ago, I read a book that was so, it really is insightful and helpful for me, the dark side of leadership. And what this guy, Gary McIntosh was writing about is like, Every leader has a dark side. That's right. And if I can't appreciate their dark side, if I can't appreciate the fact that they're just like me, right? they have weaknesses, they yep. have failures, they have bad days, they have bad moments, they have bad comments. If I can't appreciate that, I'm only I'm going to live on one half of two two, two coins. Right. Uh, one half of the coin. One I, side of either. One of side of, either, yes. of one coin. I can't. And I think maturity has gone like, I appreciate in my spouse all these amazing things and I can also recognize, mm. like me, yep. there's room for improvement. Right. Yeah, I think nostalgia works in marketing. It doesn't work in leadership. No. Or in life. Yeah. You know, uh, we see this. I, I feel like the conversation happens every year. Michael Jordan becomes 
you know, a better and better player yeah, every year. Totally. The modern gets less and less strong. And it's so true. You know, someone, uh, I had a conversation with someone and they were complaining. Everyone's saying this about me. Like, Who's everybody? Who's everybody? They may be named two people. <laughs> Dude, everyone has never gotten to four names in the history of my leadership. Everyone yeah, four, has never gotten to four. four names. Yeah. If you get to four, I'm going to give you a Dairy Queen gift card. Yes. Nobody gets to four. No one. A Dairy it, Queen gift if card. If you get to three, it's like, wow, that I can understand how that's overwhelming. But I've never seen it get to four. Yeah. We do the same thing with the past. It's like, yeah, you know, it's come. Hey, name the things that they did wrong to you. I always think, you know, this to me goes back to the power of journaling and keeping record. Because a lot wow. of times we forget. Wow. We forget what it was like to be in that season and mm -hmm. what we were feeling and what we were going through and what we, you know, so our assessment yeah, of all, the past is off. is off. And I think that's it's good. where this really hurts us, I think, is we lose the ability to honor people that have helped us. Mm -hmm. We lose the ability to see the good out of seasons. Wow. And and I think demonizing people in general is just, I would get out of that practice. Right. If you're a leader, I would just err on the side of looking at the good things, the blessings, yeah. the, the way that yeah. they help, the way that they love, the way that, look for the good. Because it's, it, it, I promise you it's going to outweigh the bad a million times. Right. And if there was character flaws or there was conflict or there was issues, okay, great. We can acknowledge that. But we have to be able to, with sobriety, that's a great word in leadership, mm -hmm. of a sober mind. Yeah. I just don't think you can lead not be sober. Right. You know, about yourself, about the reality, about the past, about the future. I think yeah. just having a sober, and, and there's tension there because I want to have faith, but the more sober I am about reality, I can also appreciate where I am, how far I've come, what's going on, who's with me. I just think that, that if you tie too much emotion into the past, right. you're, you're going to be too high or too low. And the scale of mm. that will, I think, I think it just messes with your relationships. Yeah. For you, I, I love what you're saying, this journaling idea. Do you have a practice of like every six months I go and look back at my journals or you know you know you someone like someone just gave me a, a a journal this uh maybe about a year and a half ago and really encouraged me to do the discipline of journaling and i'm enjoying it because especially with my boys mm. i want to be able to write these things down wow. i remember tonight you had a Jeez. you had a big blow up and we had to cry together and this is wow. what i was feeling as your father i think that that's going to be useful yeah down the road you're actually recording like your daily life yeah, yeah, not every day, but events. The, the moments. The moments, the, the moments, the moments that, matter. that matter, exactly. And I think that's important because I think mm. I think everything in life is contextualizing it in yes. context. Yes. This is what I'm saying and going through. Mm -hmm. So I love that one. The second thing I want to talk about today is a, of a willing heart. So I was reading the other day about how um hezekiah you know he's a phenomenal leader he comes in this is in the old testament the bible Hezekiah comes in he just brings order he's like he restores order and i always think order is a big deal as a leader because we believe that god cannot bless chaos right so anytime you bring yeah. order you set yourself up for great things to happen mm -hmm. that's in your company that's in your personal life that's in your finances if you ever want to do really well, get everything in order. Yeah. You know, so, so you're so just good. cleaning things up. And I, I just think that's that's the habit that you got to create about looking at your bottom line. You know, for me, it's yes. a balance sheet every day. Yep, it's it's look, yeah, it's looking just looking at the details because I know if I got to make 
changes to bring order. I'm actually setting up my life and everything else yep. for great blessings. So Hezekiah does that. He's smart. Sets everything up, gets everybody back on the right page. They have this great moment together. It's like we call it, you know, like an altar moment, worship moment. Yep. And then he says, okay, we're going to make a sacrifice. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to bring an offering. And it says everybody that had a willing heart gave the offering. And I just, to me, this is a big line. Everyone that was a willing heart, because anything that's built great was not built off the sacrifice of people that had to be there. Right. It's built off the sacrifice of people that wanted to be there of a willing heart. And I think the, you know, one of the first things that you have to surrender in our faith journey is your will. Mm -hmm. You know, you surrender your mind, will, and emotions. So this is what in the Old Testament Israel could never do, that they were stiff in their neck. Stiff neck. Yep. They were stiff in their hearts, you know, stiff neck. They were not willing to give their lives over to God. Wow. They're not willing to follow his ways. And I just think that that to me is such a picture of just going like, I'm willing to bring you my mm. time. I'm willing to bring you my treasure. I'm willing to lay down my talents. Yeah. If I'm not willing, everything is under me. Mm-hmm. What I can gain, what I can get, what I can monetize, what I can leverage, what I can advance. Right. It's a me world. Yep. But but to me, leadership runs best through sacrifice. Yes. He just God just breathes on that. And so you've got to live your life of going like, man, it's no longer about what I can get. It's actually pivoted for me. It's about what I can give. Yeah. I'm not looking to gain yes. value. I'm looking to add value. Mm-hmm. And there, the arrows of my heart have totally just been changed to go out. Wow. And that starts all of that in motion. Here's treasure. Here's time. Yep. Here's talent. All of that starts with a willing heart. Yeah. You lose that. And good luck, buddy. Right. And by the way, willingness isn't to do a task. No. Like willingness, it's willingness of attitude. It's like we we know people who are too busy to actually do the task, but they have a willing heart. I yeah. Mean, I wish I could do that. I wish yeah. I could be with you. That's all that matters. I'd rather the person like that. Yeah. Than the person who's like, Ugh. that's it. You know. Hey, Let's go to so one of our. This is like our first ad. It's pretty cool. This is in in. How much does God love us? It's about coffee. This is a special moment. You're probably the person that knows the most about coffee in my life, and is the most coffee connoisseur. So we get to talk about how about trade coffee. Yeah, trade coffee. Didn't you say that you were you used to subscribe, and now you're resubscribing? Yes, I'm resubscribing. I'm doubling down. Oh, and because it's so easy to get coffee from Trade Coffee that you will enjoy. That works perfectly for you. Yeah. It, whether you take your coffee full-bodied roast. These are terms you know I don't. Something light. We all have our preferences. I just bring what Nate has cooked up. Yes. And no matter what you love to drink, Trade Coffee makes it easy to brew your best cup at home. Wait, yes. Did you use this at home? Yeah, I use this at home. So you log in yeah. and you take a quiz. It, this, it feels like... You know, on coffee that you like. Yeah, this is how I do it at home. This is how I like it. It's like the enneagram for coffee. Exactly it. Trade sells the freshest roasted and ethically sourced beans from America's best independent roasters. They ship free to you as often as you like, whole or ground. Whether you're a coffee nerd like Nate, like myself, or just want a better daily cup like me, Trade's real coffee experts taste test over 400 roasts. Is this real? 
Yeah, this is true. Four in a row. Yes. And use technology to match you to your ideal coffee based on your preferences and brewing method. Take the coffee quiz. Nate took it for us. Yep. Trade coffee guarantees. <laughs> You'll love your first bag or they'll replace it for free. These guys are very on top of it. This is how I find all my all my favorite roasters. Jeez. Just through Trade Coffee. I'd go on. They've been featured on New York Times, Wired, GQ, and they have delivered over 5 million bags of Whoa. coffee. Their subscription is no hassle. Skip the shipments, change your frequency, or cancel at any time. And guess what? For leadership listeners. Here we go. We are going to have a $20 off your first three bags. Wow. Go to drinktrade.com backslash L-L-I, which stands for, of course, Leadership Lean In. That's more than 16 cups of coffee for free. I'm excited. 16 cups, that sounds like, yes, you know, just, that's one day yeah. for me. I'm going all in. That's it. Let's drink some coffee. Trade coffee. coffee. <laughs> it's attitudes of the heart. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, um, let's say you're leading a, a huge company. Let's say you're leading a, a, a high school sports team. You get a willing attitude in the in the locker room. You get a willing attitude around the water cooler. We could, we, we could actually do anything. It's only a matter of time. We could actually do anything. Mm -hmm. You lose that willingness. I think that's what you're always kind of working on as a leader is going like, how do I cook into our culture and cook into our DNA? That ability to, it, it's it's that extra mile. It's yeah. that effort. It's that yep. buy-in. It's that lean-in. It's that passion. It's mm. that, and, and it has guys so smart. He's like, okay, if you guys want to bring an offering now, we're, we're, we're going to do this. And it just tells. Yeah. You're never, duty never exposes buy-in. Right. It's only like, it's that right. extra spirit, attitude, effort, extra mile, extra love thoughtfulness yeah and when you get that you've tapped into something that we can mm. build with what are you some, lose that and it's like what what are, what are some like signs telltale signs that someone's losing that like I, phrases or actions uh, or i think tiredness i think burnout i think slow responsiveness mm. people that are leaning in they respond very quick yeah people that are leaning out it they takes disappear. them a long they disappear um, cutting corners, rolling of the eyes, attitude. Yeah. Just, it just, it, it you can't hide attitude. Mm. It's one of the things that just tells on you. Yeah. It's spirit. Yeah. That, and that's why, you know, in our handbook, it's like, there's only one rule to work here. Number one rule, spirit and attitude. Yep. Cause if that goes sideways, we actually can't do anything. What do you do with those people? Well, I think you got to keep addressing, keep talking about what, what happened, what's going on, what has affected this. It, is it financial pressure? Is mm. it is it conflict of interest? Is it is it stuff going on in your heart, in your head, in your home? Yeah. What what is you know you, someone that was once really really good and not something transpired? Right. So let's identify. Usually, maybe it's not one thing. Usually. Yeah, or it's even related to their work. Yeah, you know, whatever. It yeah, is. it could. It's environment. It's you know, it's offense. It's whatever it is. You got to get to the root of it, and then try and bring remedy. Try and bring healing. Mm. Try and bring, you know. Uh, correction or comfort you know it's like that's good where where, where we at comfort. That's good. how yeah. how how do you help this person get healthy again because you know a good version of them you know they could be fantastic mm. so I, I just i don't believe you know if someone's not of a willing heart anymore they're not bad yeah if someone's not of a willing heart anymore you got to find out yep you know you, so it's you, what you just said get them to a healthy place yeah you you, you know something happened mm -hmm. 
you know, they're affected by, you know, in our culture, I saw this on social media, so-and-so's actions, so-and-so, you know, we're wow. no longer impacted just by our own community. Right. People in yeah. Europe, people in Australia, people in, in New York, people, they're in our, yep. our homes yep. and they're in our heads. Mm -hmm. So, so they were impacted or, you know, whatever happened, we got to find out. So I think that's a big one. William Hart. Third one is play the long game. This never gets old to me. We've probably talked about this on Leadership Lean, I'm sure, at some right. point. I just don't remember it. But I think, you know, the things that move me are patient leaders. It mm. moves me. Because patient leaders, mm. I'm so put off by demanding quick-tempered, immediate result has to happen right now. I'm so put off by that leader. I'm so drawn to commitment, faithfulness, patience, endurance. Yeah. Just drawn to it. Asking of nothing. Just play the long game. Yeah. I, I, I you know, moving to LA is a, is a fascinating deal. We've been here seven years and we came in and, you know, and had a lot of fun. And I just, I'm, I'm now more than ever committed to the long game in in, yeah. in my relationships, in in what we're building, in in mm -hmm. in leadership leaning. I'm playing the long game with leadership yeah. leaning. Playing the long game with Zoe Church. I love it. Playing the long game as an author. You know, it, we announced last podcast we got a new book. Is it is this book the make or break of my <laughs> career as an author? Right. No, it's the long game. Yeah. It was social media. Do I need virality or did I play the long game? Be consistent. My 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 money. You know, just my relationships. It's like, if you can start with the end in mind, what do you want to look like at 70? Right. You know, because my tattoo says I want to be better at 70. Yeah. So I'm playing a long game. And so it is about the daily disciplines mm. I create in my life that are not looking for overnight immediate success. Yeah. And I think we get, we, we got to be careful. We got to be careful because... You can get what you what you ask for. You you yes. people have to be very careful. You're so smart. You're so talented. We can make anything happen. That should scare you. <laughs> I'm scared of what I could actually make happen today. Wow. Yeah. And it's like I could get there, do that, blah, 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 leverage, blah, blah, blah. And it's like once I get there, it's like, really? Wow. What I had to use and what I had to do to get there. There's a cost of that. Yep. And people, this is why I just believe, you know, people are like, man, they're keeping receipts. Whether they want to or not, they are. They are. Mm -hmm. Whether they want to. So they remember that ask. Wow. They remember you asked for that favor. You asked for that. <laughs> I just thinking so many examples of friends I know, people I know that they ask for that. Yep. People will not forget what you asked for. Mm. They will not. Wow. You call in a favor, you better really calculate. Is this is worth, this worth uh, it? Withdrawal. And what are you bringing back to the table? Yep. They keep receipts. They do not forget moments 10 years ago, seven mm. years ago, four years ago. They keep a receipt. So True. you've got to play the long game. Yep. It's like, it's not about today. No. It's not. It's about what we're building and moving towards. So I just think that's a good thing to be reminded of today is like, there's no such thing as overnight success. Right. No shortcuts. And if it comes overnight, it's as quick as it came in. Think about this in, wow. in your life. Some wow. people came in as quick as they came in, as quick as they came out. Where'd they go? 
where'd they go? Where they at? Yep. Because it's it's that spirit that's like me, mine, going, moving, shaking, yep. changing, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. A little, uh, what was that show in the 90s? Joey? Whoa. What was that? You guys are too young. Oh what is God, that from? No clue. Uh, 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 it's not Punky Brewster. It's um, it's Leaner. Somebody. Punky Brewster. No, it's 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 from a it's it was a big NBC hit, and Joey was the brother, and Joey was he'd always go whoa. Someone on the leadership leaning is gonna comment. I was born in nineties. Yeah, yeah. Don't. Get out of here. Okay. Whoa. Okay. Anyways, I love that. Play the long yeah. game. I feel like I I only regret things I gave up on. Because I go, what would have happened if I if I would have just stayed consistent working out every day? If I would have stayed consistent leaning into this investment. If I wouldn't have pulled out my money from there, what would it look like 10, 10 years, you know? I just talked to this guy this last week. I had coffee with a guy. Sorry, smoothies with a guy. Smoothies. That's where we're at in life. Wow. He said, um, very good investments. I said, how did you make your money like when you first started investing? He said, well, when everything crashed in 2008, I knew that the government wasn't going to let like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citibank, Chase. They're not going to let those guys right. fold. Right. Too much money in yep. there. He goes, so I invested all my money into those institutions. institutions. He said, I pulled out that money. So I got in like at $2 a share. He goes, let's look at what these shares are worth today. So he pulls up his phone. $47 a share. He said, I pulled out my money at the end of 2009 Jeez. and off that money, he's been able to travel the world for the last 10 plus years. Yep. He said, if I would have left the money in there, probably 10 to $13 million, I'd be set. Yep. And I thought, you know, he's like, he has no regrets because he got to travel the world. Right. But the point is play the long game. Be That's patient mm -hmm. with the investments. That look like $2. No, this relationship matters. Yeah. This person matters. This. Yep. This thing you're working on matters. Right. You know, I, to go back to books, because it's just sitting right here and I can see my peripheral, but it's like every project matters. Right. Every podcast we record matters. Every Sunday, this parent, this coffee, this ice cream, this trip, it all matters. Mm -hmm. It is what James Clear calls, I can't get over it, the compound of consistency. And over a, a, a period of time, people are like, I trust your voice because I've been listening to your voice. Right. I'm at the part, place now where people will mention and go like, I've been listening to you for 13 years or 15 years. And for Jeez. me, it's like, wow, that's a big deal to me. Like, yeah. wow, I didn't in the last 13 years, what it says to me, say something stupid enough or dumb enough <laughs> or do right, something. For people to take their investment out. And go like, yeah. man, I'm out on that dude. Yeah, and maybe yeah. some people did. Like you, you know, whatever. We, we, we don't like who you hang out with or whatever. But it's like, and that's fine. But we have to play the long game. Here's yep. the last one, number four. No ego, amigo. And um, I'm working on a couple of projects right now. One of them is the idea around, a book around this whole concept. And to me, it is the fall of the narcissistic leader that we're watching mm. right now, which has always been falling. If we can go back to an old saying from Solomon, an old proverb that destruction Pride comes before destruction. A haughty spirit comes before yep. the fall. So this is not new, but we're watching mm -hmm. it maybe like through virality and, and social media and yep. media. No ego amigo to me is like there, there's 
it's so funny, like levels of sin that's so interesting to, to even unpack. But I always think to me, what is a great level of God not wanting to partner with me? Yeah. Not wanting to work yeah. with me anymore is that, you know, it, the Bible teaches us that he gives a lot of grace to the humble, but he opposes. He is in opposition to the proud for people. Jeez. So where there is ego, my amigo, God's like, I just can't work with it. Mm -hmm. I can't work with that spirit. I can't. Th th what can I say to you? What can I do with you? I can't. I can't correct. I can't speak in. I yeah. can't mold. I'm just done. I can't because this is your decision. Yep. So I think that the best leaders to me have totally checked their ego. Mm. They have an ego, but they're like, no, I'm not going to. Yeah. Because ego makes you live in competition. Ego's like, I'll never say I'm sorry. Ego's like, I'll never say I love you. Ego will never ask questions. It's that prideful, like, it's such a f false it's, front. Yeah, it reminds me of like the circus mirrors. Yeah. You stand in front of it and you look completely different in that thing. And you think that you're stronger than you are. You think you're more powerful than you are. It's like, at the end of the day, this whole thing could change like that. Yep. And the drop. And, and it does. And what are you left with? All you're really left with is your name, your character, who you are, which can never be taken away from you. Wow. So if who you are is really, really good, you're going to be fine. Yeah. But if the person, I think we get so caught up in positions, proximity, and power. Wow. We love our titles. Mm. We love our, our closeness to powerful people. So my relationships, my access. Yep. And, and and we just feel start feeling important and I think it's a it's a it's wow. a tricky thing to feel important it's a it's what attention all of life lives is lived with an attention I just think when you live without an ego you're kind of going like I'm not a big deal right I'm not the big guy I'm not I'm a nobody wow how do you get there whatever disciplines you need in your life to keep you in that mindset you let's do those do those things let, let, let yeah. yeah like yeah. Let, let's get around you know, one of the habits I'm writing about right now is the habit of swinging, swimming in bigger ponds. There's always mm. people doing it better than you. There's always people that are bigger than you. There's always people that are better than you. Get around them so you realize I am actually <laughs> the furthest yes. thing from a yes. big deal. I'm actually a nobody. And so I think that one to me is a big deal because I have seen the smallest of souls think that they're the biggest of deals. Yeah. It's crazy. It's so evident to everyone else. Crazy evident. Yes. I think that's no ego amigo. I don't know how to, you know, there's times I bat down ego. Yeah. It's like an everyday thing. Dude, there's never going to be a day you get up and you're like, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with that anymore. Yeah. That's like saying I don't have the flesh or it's I like don't have temptation. The extreme on the other side is like, I hate myself. Yeah, totally. Like there's that weird tension of confidence. But it's always like people are like, yeah, I just don't deal with temptation. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. Huh? God's like, every day you should pray. God, help me not to be led into my temptations. Yeah. By the way, the greatest leader in the universe, Jesus, dealt with all the same temptations. 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 Yeah. You're, so you're immune to that? Pride says, I'm not tempted anymore. I'm so strong. Look I at me. I think what we're dealing with right now as far as pride is our culture. We're dealing with people that are overconfident. Yeah. They have too much confidence. And that's that to me is one of the biggest problems we're facing. Yeah. It's like, and I always go like, where did you get that? I don't have that. Like I, I want to be a confident person, but I'm not that confident. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a psychologist by any means, but I grew up 
in Marvel superheroes, we, you know, my generation, we all think we're the main character. <laughs> That's so true. So it's like, I'm of the course man. we see it like that. Yeah. You guys are my sidekicks. Yeah. You guys are a part of my story. Yeah, you're just in my story. It's you're so living in backwards. my world. Yeah, that, so that's backwards. such a good thought. That's such a good thought. And that kind of, and guess what? People feel that. Yeah. Whether you walk up to them and say that, they feel that. And what is leadership? Leadership is about, to me, making other people feel big. Yes. Making other people that's feel it. important. Mm -hmm. Making other people feel like the hero. And if you don't have the ability to do that, guess what? You have the small soul. And that is probably the greatest superpower you could have is to make other people feel like a hero. <laughs> I love it. Leadership Lane in where we just we talk about stuff that matters. <laughs> We're just so important. We love you. Keep leading. You're doing better than you think you're doing.